1: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Thursday night. As we debate whether this is an open window for years to come for the Eagles or... Like 2017, more of a one-year Howie's Comet type of year for the Eagles. I think it's a long window. I look at the NFC. I look at the young players that have an offense. Jalen Hurts, and I believe in his trajectory. I don't think the Eagles are going anywhere besides competing for this game for the next handful of years. 215 Where do you fall on that? A one-year special special season when it all came together, or the start of something. And I said that even with the acknowledgement, they're going to pay Jalen Hurts. I mean, they're going to give him money. It's going to change the cap. It's going to change the roster. That's all true. But I think this is set up similar to the way it was early 2000s. Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb, long long run here. Um, and I, I think they'll be you know knocking on the door to this kind of game a lot over the next few years. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. All right, back to the lines in a minute. First though, I think it's interesting. Every time there's a Super Bowl, because, you know, these are the games probably in this sport more than any other that put you in the Hall of Fame. It's just the way it works. You know, you win Super Bowls, you go to Super Bowls, you're you're talked about in a different light. You know, baseball really doesn't work that way. You know, going to a World Series or winning one doesn't really push you over the top. Basketball can if you're a star player, certainly. But football does it for a lot of players. Um, you know, it, teams that go to Super Bowls, go to multiple Super Bowls, they have a lot of players and people that eventually get enshrined. So it's interesting to think how many we have in this game. And here's a thought from Chris uh, Long, former Eagle, about a guy that we we respect, we acknowledge how good he is, but I haven't heard many people say what Chris Long said here with conviction. Here was Chris Long on his podcast:
2: Lane Johnson is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, no doubt. He's about to play in his second Super Bowl. He, you know, they, they very well might win it. Um, he's been one of, if not the most dominant tackle in football the last five to seven years the injury he's playing with is major yeah. like make no mistake about it, it is not a minor injury and lane going out there and playing nick bosa the defensive player of the year i cannot understate this how how well he blocked him this is the best defensive player in football and I, I zeroed in on lane and like nothing was working for nick bosa and so you talk about like the the accolades he's got the pro bowls you talk about the super bowls he might have two the guy's a hall of famer dude
1: so Chris Long, with conviction there, believes that uh, that Lane Johnson is a Hall of Famer. I'm not as sure as Chris Long. I mean, I I, I I respect his opinion on this, and he's not wrong about Lane Johnson and his run of dominance here. I just wonder if he's done enough for long enough and is thought of across the league in that sense. And we know how good he is. We know it here. The other thing is, do, do right tackles typically go to the Hall of Fame? Because I, I was... There's the question of if you're that great, and we know the circumstance here. He played with Jason Peters when he started. If you're that great, wouldn't you have played left tackle? And he didn't. I mean, remember when he was drafted and it was like, well, he you know he's going to be a left tackle one day. It never happened. He's been the right tackle from the minute he was drafted. If I had to guess, I would say right now Lane is a 50-50, more than he
0: is as much of a lock as Chris Long made him to be. Yeah, I just... He doesn't have the Pro Bowls, right? He's only made the Pro Bowl four times, which, as silly as the Pro Bowl is, and now you get to go and play backyard games at the... Egg toss? Yeah, they're doing egg toss and water balloons and swimming in the pool, and I think they're going to play dodgeball later. It's an absolute joke. I mean, nothing says Hall of Famer like egg toss and balloons. But he also only has two All-Pros, too. And I think if you're going to make the Hall of Fame as an offensive lineman, that's how we grade them, right? Like, you can't look at his yardage. There isn't... a a statistic that you can point out, although we are getting to that point now with pressures and, and sacks allowed on things thanks to pro football focus. But I think he needs a couple more years. Like he can't retire after next Sunday's game and begin chiseling his bust. I I think we're two or three good to great seasons away from him being a lock. Okay. So, and
1: well, here's what else might help Lane Johnson Um, as analytics and different ways of looking at, at, Players specifically non-statistical profiles, right? Like you know, we can just look at quarterback numbers, receivers numbers. He, he's loved, like Lane Johnson is beloved by those who break down film. He's like he's the guy. So maybe he has a case, and maybe there's there's a push for him that doesn't stand out when it comes to just all pros or, or Pro Bowls, whatever. Okay, so but I, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of just write down the names of players, or we'll call how about this? How about we call it figures? on both sides of this game that will end up in the Hall of Fame one day. I think it's more than you might think. So so here's what I what I wrote down. Andy Reid, Locke Hall of Famer. I believe Patrick Mahomes will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Hall of Fame. That's from the Chiefs' side without a question. Am I missing any Chiefs that without question are headed to the Hall of Fame? Andy, Mahomes, Kelsey.
0: Yeah, I would say their next highest profile player is probably Chris Jones, and I think he's kind of in that Lane Johnson category of hasn't done enough yet. A lot
1: of work to do. We'll put it that way, right? A lot of work to do. Okay, that's on the Chiefs' side. On the Eagles' side, we have Jason Kelsey on the player side is it going to go to the Hall of Fame. I, I think he's a lock. I know some people have said he's got to do it for a couple more years. I think Jason Kelsey is a lock. He's already reached that threshold um, where you get in the Hall of Fame if you've done what he's done as a center for a long time. Lane, I would say, is more of a 50-50, but we could write his name down because we have an ex-player, ex-Eagle, you know, throwing it out there. And I'll throw two more that I believe will get in the Hall of Fame one day. Number one, and I've made this case for a while, Howie Roseman's going to be in the Hall of Fame. If the Eagles win this game, that's two rings for him. He's got a long runway to go. Uh, He has a a GM tree around the NFL now that just continues to form, ahead of the curve on a lot of things. Uh, Two different teams in the Super Bowl with different coaches and quarterbacks. I think Howie Roseman will end up in the Hall of Fame. I also think Jeffrey Lurie's got a chance at the Hall of Fame. I mean, when owners are are owners of teams that win a lot – And kind of, you know, are ahead of the curve of something in the NFL. He's been an owner now for, what what are we looking at, 27 years or so? His teams have been to three Super Bowls in this time. It wouldn't surprise me if if there's more appearances to come. Thought of as one of the best teams in the league the last two decades. And you got to go back to, to teams that have won with different coaches and quarterbacks. I mean, Al Davis did this. Not many. I think there's a real chance that Jeff Lurie ends up in the Hall of Fame as well. So there could be six figures in this game that are Hall of Famers. And we didn't, I didn't even mention any of the young players. Like, A.J. Brown's on a Hall of Fame track. Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is on an early Hall of Fame track. I mean, I, I think it's early to, to pencil them in because they have so much work to do. But, I mean, they're on that kind of track. So th- this could end up, like, when we look back on this, this game, I always think it's interesting that like you go back and look at the I don't know, like the box score of something from a a Super Bowl twenty years ago. Like, wow, there was like seven Hall of Famers running around the field, and who knew it at the time? I I think we could have seven, eight, nine, depending on how these careers play out, maybe more Hall of Famers within Super Bowl fifty-seven. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go back to the lines here. Eagles window of contention. I think it is ripe for the picking in the NFC next three, four, five years. They're going to be knocking on the door to this game. Tucker thinks it might be more of a one-year thing as the roster and Jalen Hurts' contract. Audrey is in Westchester. Hey, Audrey. Hey.
3: What's Long-time up? Long-time caller here. Sad to hear you moving to the Midday Show, but congratulations.
1: Well, thank you, Audrey. I appreciate that. I appreciate you listening. You You come to the Midday Show with us. You listen to us in the Midday.
3: Hopefully, yes. Gotta get in that with all the things during the day. I think Howie Howie deserves he's gonna be able to build this team back up. This isn't a short thing. He got it once, even if they have to pay more for Jalen, I think Howie's got it.
1: Yeah, I Audrey, I do too, and and I think Howie's learned from his past mistakes. Like he obviously made mistakes last time they won and you know roster decisions, but I tend to believe he's a better GM now than he was five years ago, and I think they're going to find a way to, to keep enough of these guys around, even with Jalen getting paid, and they're not going anywhere for a while. I agree. Audrey, I, I think- appreciate it. Yeah, I, listen, I, I appreciate your phone call, and I appreciate you listening. And, yeah, listen, if you're a listener to the evening show, which I, I obviously appreciate for the last five years, you come with us to the Midday Show. And I know that everyone's schedules different life's different you know maybe this is the time of day you can listen and, and you're in your car or whatever uh or at home and listening because you're not as busy with with work stuff but the odyssey app I, I always mention it the odyssey app is is awesome and it has the rewind feature so even if you're like ah you know i didn't catch joe and, and hugh douglas in the midday well the rewind you can listen whenever you want so always take advantage of that it's like a uh, it's like a radio dvr there keanu is in philadelphia what's up keanu hey what's going on how you guys doing tonight good keanu what's on your mind tonight uh, so I want to talk about the window, but actually
3: first I'll, I'll just comment on what you just said about the Odyssey app. That app is actually awesome. I've I've used that app to listen to you guys in the most random places. I've used that to listen to you guys when I've been in the sauna. I've, I've used that when I've been uh, just waiting in the airport. So yeah, I, I highly recommend that.
1: Yeah, Keanu, it's awesome. And um, m- my favorite part is when I miss something or, you know, I-, I-, I know they had an interview in the midday or afternoon that I missed, I just go back and find it. It's like it's, it's right there. And like I said, it's like a DVR for radio. It's, uh, it's cool.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so
1: I, I want to talk about the
3: window you guys are talking about.
1: Uh, so I heard
3: some of you guys talking about that yesterday. And uh, I-, I just got to disagree about uh, the concept of the window because I-, I feel like in pro sports, you do have windows for the playoffs. You have windows for maybe the, the conference finals. But, um, I mean, I feel like we see time and time every every year there are teams that we think have windows. Like, uh, look at the Packers. The Packers have had uh, several MVP years with Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years. They've been to the NFC Championship game over and over. And they're like a stacked team. But, you know, time and time again, they don't make the Super Bowl. You know so and and in 2010 when Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, you know, we said, "Oh, they're definitely going to be back there." And uh now I, it looks like he might retire and even if he plays this year, I doubt he'll make it back to that game. So uh I really don't think we really should uh you know be saying, "Oh, you know, if they lose this game, it's no big deal because it's it's extremely hard to get back to the Super
1: Bowl no matter how uh MVP caliber your quarterback is." You're right. Keanu, you're right. Um and, and let me let me frame it this way. I, I think their window is they will they will compete right like I, I expect them to be knocking on the door and every year we're saying they have a chance they're in the playoffs or in the division around but but if, if we're setting the bar at like the Super Bowl it's hard right like if I if we had to guess right now how many more Super Bowls are in the next five years I mean I, I, it'd be hard for me to say any more than one more like I think we sound silly if we say oh yeah they'll be in three of the next five Super Bowls that's that's almost impossible. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I I think
3: if you know if they're lucky, maybe they make it back to one if they don't win this one. But um, I mean, know in pro football, obviously, obviously in every major sport, there's injuries, but in pro football, especially, you know, one one small injury can derail the whole thing. Quarterback, offensive lineman, you know, your best wide receiver gets injured. So, I mean, win it, not not winning this game is uh is massive, you know.
1: Well, I I agree with. You. I mean, the, the sense of urgency and can I can't appreciate the phone call? It's weird to say it. Because this is not the, a team that is old. It's not a team that it's quarterbacks. They've been on the brink for five or six or seven years. It is weird to say a sense of urgency, as us as fans and them on the field. But there is one. Because what, what Keanu just said is true. While I think this window will stay open for a while, there's no guarantees. It will be absolutely hard to get back here again. And, and let's put it this way. How many more times in the next five years do we think the Eagles will be favorites in the Super Bowl? If I if I set the bar at that, is the answer zero? Like, think about the quarterbacks in the AFC. The fact that they're favored right now over Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is remarkable. It shows the strength of this roster right now and their health. You know, that they have all 22 starters going to play in this game. It's it's unprecedented to have this much health this deep into the season. So that I agree with. That that part I do agree with, that they they may never have an opportunity like this again. This is a unique and special kind of season and opportunity. But I look at this like the Seahawks in 2012, 2013, Eagles of 2001. I'm sure we could find a couple other in- comparable instances where they've got a nice run here. Uh even the, how about the Ravens like 08 when they had the beginning of that Flacco and Harbaugh era. 08, 09, 10, 11, 12 all in the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl finally in 12, but they had five cracks at that before it started to kind of, you know, fall off a little bit. I think that's what this is. They'll have they'll have other cracks. This is not their only chance to be a really good team. And this and this conference is a gi- gigantic reason why. I mean, it's just, it stinks. The NFC stinks. Th- this year was Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. Next year it might be, you know, Jared Goff and uh, Geno Smith. I mean, I have no idea. Kirk Cousins? Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, really, I don't know if we ever have seen this conference have this few high-end quarterbacks that scare you. And you said earlier Fields. Maybe Fields or someone that gets drafted, like, quickly rises to the top. That's possible. But just as of right now,
0: it stinks. The quarterbacks in this conference overall stink. What's crazy is there's so much mediocrity in the conference from this season. Like, Bryce Young isn't going to go to an NFC team. Nope. Right? C.J. Stroud might not go to an NFC team. You would think the
1: first two quarterbacks, unless there's trades, but the first two quarterbacks could go to the Colts and Texans.
0: Right. Now all of a sudden the AFC South has three young quarterbacks and whatever Tennessee's doing. Um, yeah, I mean, and not Aaron Rodgers not that great. The future immediately doesn't look that bright either. No, and Aaron
1: Rodgers is, is. I mean, the Packers have already said it; they're not trading him in the NFC, so they're going to move him to the AFC. I mean, really, we might have a conference next year with five or six or seven of the ten worst quarterbacks in the league. May, maybe eight of them. It, it's it's remarkable what this conference is compared to the other side. Ian is it is up on WIP What's up, Ian? What's going on? How you doing, man? Good, Ian. What's on your mind today? What are you thinking?
0: Uh, I was
2: just uh, thinking about A.J. Brown and his uh, performance in the playoffs and mm-hmm. uh, whether or not you guys think he's going to actually turn up in the Super Bowl. Because it seems like every week, you know, everyone's talking about how A.J. Brown is finally going to, you know, show up in the playoffs and because, you know, the Niners didn't have a great pass defense and everything. And it just seems like he's kind of catching these little dump-offs and he's not really making any plays. So do you think he's going to, you know, come out in the Super Bowl and actually do his thing for once. So
1: I do, but I was wrong before the Niners game because I I thought the same thing everyone else did, and then he'd have a big game. But that being said, what do you have, like four catches in Sunday's game, 20-something yards? Um, If Jalen hits him on that one play, I mean, he was open, right? He beat the corner down the field. and That that was a bomb that they just didn't connect on. He's probably gone on that play. It's probably a touchdown. So, you know – He kind of plays the same game, but that pass connects. What are we talking about? Five catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown? Maybe maybe we're having a different conversation.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking, but I mean, I feel like Jalen hasn't really been taking those risky throws in the playoffs this year, Um, and I feel like that's what A.J. Brown thrives off of throughout the regular season and everything. Um, But, you know, I really think he is going to show up in the Super Bowl because we're going to be trying to play conservative in the beginning, in my opinion, and then you know, it's going to be a close game. We're going to need to take some shots. I think he's going to get one of those bombs that he didn't connect on last week. I think he's going to get one of those in the Super Bowl, definitely.
1: Yeah, and I agree. And a couple of things to stand out to me, and and I appreciate your phone call and, and you're listening. So a couple of reasons why I'm 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 believing in that. One, I do think the extra weeks for Jalen Hurts, and we're going to play Jalen Hurts coming up for you in a little bit, his press conference was today. He spoke about, you know, he's getting there with his shoulder every I. Mean, I I mean, it's pretty clear now that thing's not going to be right until he has extended time off in the offseason. But I I mentioned this right when the postseason started. I thought the most difficult game physically for him would be the NFC title game because it's the only game he doesn't have a buy-in between. He came back to play that last regular season game basically off of two bye weeks as he rehabbed an injury. He played. Then he had a bye week before the Giants game, the playoff Giants game. And he played and threw the ball, I thought, well in that game. Then the Niners game, no bye week. Just your regular old normal week, and it looked like it affected him. He didn't throw the ball very well. And then now this time he has the bye week. So I think Jalen will throw the ball better in the Super Bowl than he did in the NX title game. And then when it comes to A.J. Brown, I saw a stat yesterday. A.J. Brown, number one in the NFL this year in yards per target or maybe route run against press coverage. He's I mean, and you kind kind of understand why. I mean, look at how big and physical A.J. Brown is. You can't press him. You know which team runs the most press coverage in the NFL? The Chiefs. I think it's a good matchup for A.J. Brown. And I also believe, and I heard Mark Cerise talking about the style of this game. You know, they were talking about maybe this could be a defensive game, low, low 20s, low high teens. I think the Eagles are going to need to score 27 or 30 points to win this Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs.
0: It's and they did score 31 the year they won, and that obviously came with, like, 14 points in the last eight minutes of the right. game, whatever it was. But I do look at Andy Reid, and you go back and watch some of the conference title games or, you know, the the Super Bowl they played in in 2004. I feel like Andy Reid teams are always tight in big games. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe there's a couple turnovers early on if it's just a sloppy game. And even if with all the kinks worked out in the second half, we just don't reach the point where... It's 35-31 heading into the fourth quarter. We
1: might not. And, and both these teams, especially the Eagles defense, they they thrive on not giving up the big play down the field. So you have to kind of dink and dunk. That will take time. I, st- I just believe, though, they're going to have to score in the at least the upper 20s to win the game. I just would be surprised if they can beat the Chiefs. It's not going to be 13-3. to No. I mean, I, and if even if if you tell me right now the score at the end, the winner only has 23, I'd, I'd be surprised. I, I just think there's too many explosive athletes Two weeks off to prepare, which means both quarterbacks get a little bit healthier. I think they'll make some plays. There's too, Kelsey's too good. You know, the Eagles offense as a whole is too good not to score points. So yeah, I, I think AJ Brown by the end will be a big part of this. 215, 592, 9494. It's how you hot board. We'll come back. Nine o'clock, we have Kyle Newback. We'll take all your calls on the other side. The window. This Eagles window to win. To compete at, at, at a level to win the Super Bowl. Wide open. Or could it be more of a one year thing like 2017 was? They have a lot of free agents. Jalen Hurts' contracts, obviously a big part of this. I see a long window because of the NFC, because of the youth on offense, because of how much I believe in Hurts. I think this is a long window. Where do you lie? 215, 592, 9494 will come back. Could the Eagles lose both Gannon and Steichen? We got to dive into this because I thought we were in the clear. Maybe not. And we do have the list now. This just came out the list of which Eagles have their own kind of podium, what they call a riser, at media night. So I'm excited to, uh, to go over this list. The, the nine Eagles that have been given a riser at media night Monday night in Phoenix. We'll hit that next. 215-592-9494, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.